time for a cool and cleansing episode of the Fun Employment Files. It's the Prince of Podcasting. The bipolar rock and roller Dutch, along with the Duke of Discourse, the Marquis de Malcontent. Oh, a Chucky, a Tata, sex, over, a there. Do us a favor. Go to wildwvramps.com slash PFR and order yourself some bulbs that you can plant in the ground and grow yourself some ramps. And at checkout, do not forget to enter the offer code PFR to save yourself 10%. That's wildwramps.com slash PFR. Offer code PFR. Any hoozles? We are back after a brief hiatus from the Fun Employment Files. We uh, we made a, a, a show called Fleshy Dream Pipe last week by accident. It was actually going to be a Fun Employment Files app, but but it, Fleshy Dream Pipe just applied. I mean, it, it was, just happened. Yeah, and when things happen, you go with them, right? Especially Fleshy Dream Pipe. Yeah, God, it was it was dreamy. It was fleshy. It was dreamy. It was pipey. It was absolutely a pipe. I don't even know who we were referring to. <laughs> I think it was James Franco. <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> I think it was old Franco. I do believe it's true. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were talking about uh, 112263 last week. And yeah. Talked about old fleshy dream pipe Franco there. Oh, yeah. And that's, uh, that's how that name came about. So we just decided to call an episode that. We might not ever do a fleshy dream pipe again. I don't know. It, it was very reminiscent of a fun employment file. It but. was. So uh, what's what's going on? You had some kind of story you wanted to tell me about yeah, something okay. or another. I was up in Golly Bridge and I stopped at the gas station. One of the gas. Well, well everybody knows where Golly. It's the it's the, the metropolis. Mecca. It's the coal mecca. That's what it is. <laughs> There's a big lump of coal in the center of town. Everybody goes and worships it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I jack off on it. <laughs> the locals piss on it for whenever the, like uh, the the coal Blarney. miners come. Yeah, it's around like the Blarney and kiss it. <laughs> Um. I drilled a hole into it and I fuck it. <laughs> God, that sounds so fucking painful. <laughs> well, I'll fill it with bacon first, so it's all looby. <laughs> Uncooked bacon, of course. Where, where are we going? Where are we going? I don't know. What are we doing here? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I was dead. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, but I stopped in to get just a little something to eat, and there's a guy. Uh. Walks up to me, he's in coveralls and a ski cap. Looks like a normal guy, you know. I thought it was like one of these hippie types who's just walking, you know. they Sometimes hippies just walk places. Hippies are known to be travelers. Like like going on a walkabout. Could have been know? a hobo. Yeah. No, it wasn't a hobo. Hmm. Hobos are a, a, a specific breed. He was too young to be a hobo. If, if he was. A specific breed. Like, yeah. Like they're not human. Well, no, they're human. They're hobo kin. Yeah. <laughs> If he was a hobo, he was a novice hobo. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, he didn't even have the uh, the stick with the pouch. No, with the red bandana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't have that or harmonica yet. Oh well. Um, but no, and he seemed <clears throat> like normal at first, and uh, j- just kind of lost. So I helped him, like he was looking for it on a map. And he's like, well, "We're sixteen, and he kept. And this was my first hip hop. He kept arguing with me, kind of, and I'm from here. And he 
He said, well, 16. I said, dude, that takes you over the mountain to Summersville. You know, like you don't want to go on 16. He was trying to get to Charleston. So well, I said, you're, you're, you're at Sunoco, yeah. right? Yeah. So I said, straight shot. See this you right know. here? Go. Yeah. That's what I told him. He <laughs> said, and I said, well, uh, he said, can you give me a ride? And I was like, well, okay. You know, I was just going to bring him here to my house. Well, no, to like the center of town and drop him off, not to okay. your house. I was going to say, I have an extra bedroom. <laughs> For drifters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old stinky Pete's in the front right now. <laughs> the drifters, Dan, as we call it here now. Yeah. Um, it used to be called the fornication station. <laughs> <laughs> really? Fornication true. with drifters. Nice. No, it was before I let drifters. It was when my friends would come over and drink and then they'd bang their girlfriends or, or their boyfriends because I had female friends too. There you go. Or they'd bang each other. Like, That's awesome. Sometimes I'd... I'd Gag chicks over and they would 69 and stuff in the front. There's pictures. We'll look to them later. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, <laughs> we definitely got to do that. But, um, we'll post them to the, uh, the Twitter. Twitter's more allowable, things like that. Absolutely. But I, so he has his stuff. He puts it in the, and I'm driving. And the farther we get, the weirder he gets. Awesome. Like, he started talking about, uh, oh, I asked him, I was like, what do you, do? where are you headed? He said, Huntington. I got work there. I was like, well, that sounds, you know, 1920s-esque You know Maybe this is a romantic Picking up and moving To another place And just with what you've got And trying to build a life It's like that's admirable This guy was a fucking lunatic I mean he And this is coming from you Who is not mentally stable No Not at all <laughs> um, But you're you're aware of it Yeah Which makes you more stable Than Exactly him. And like when I have A crazy reaction to something I'm like that's crazy but this guy <laughs> What I just did how I, how I ripped that guy's throat out That was uncalled for That, that was way Way out of line <laughs> But this guy um, f- First of all He I had the radio off And I think it's a Necessary thing You don't get into somebody's car Who you're riding with And ask to have the radio turned on That you just met Is that Well I think Chris Tucker said it best And it applies to all races Don't you ever touch a black, black man's, man's radio. radio Yeah and It applies to white He man. did that too Like I turned it on and was switching the stations, and he said, oh, that's a good song, and he turned it up. No, no. And I was kind of like, okay. I wouldn't have even slowed down, but, I, then, but I have an ejection door. So <laughs> yeah, I, dude. <laughs> by the time I got to Montgomery, I'm at a dead run. Like, I'm violating the fucking speed limit. I'm check. I'm checking them out of the corner of my eye for, I don't know. How, like, did you end up actually taking him all the way to Johnson? Yes. No, wow. no, to, to Montgomery. To Montgomery, okay. Yeah. And um, he... And I had a protein. I had the milks and the thing. And he said, and I said, well, you hungry? He said, yeah. And I said, well, I'll give you money for something to eat. And he's like, that's cool. You can drop me off at McDonald's or whatever. I was going to drop him off at McDonald's. So, well, there's a bus that runs into Charleston from Montgomery, the KRT. He said, well, just drop me off there. Can you? And he asked. I was going to offer it anyway. But again, just things that are off kilter. He asked. He said, well, can you give me some money for a bus fare? I was like, Yeah. I'll give you money for bus fare. I was going to offer it, but you're going to ask for it. I guess that's okay. Well, so you got to assume the sale. We were taught this in telemarketing. You always assume the sale. Always be closing. Yeah. Always be closing. What he's, but he, as we go on, he said, well, I've had people trying to steal my work. Ding, ding, ding. I was like, okay, okay. what's this going to be? This I guy's said, a shit sculptor. I was just like, what? Uh, <laughs> he keeps his own feces yeah, in the bag. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't have been surprised. And he said, uh, I said, what's your work? And he said, uh, well, I'm writing a thesis on uh, the frequencies of cell phones killing the bees. I was like, well, I know that's not real or accurate, so I know he's lying. Did you pick up Neil deGrasse Tyson? 
No, because I would have loved to pick up Neil deGrasse Tyson. I would have taken him to fucking Richmond. I would have been like, dude, we're hammering down. I don't give a fuck. I'm calling work right now. Dude, I got Neil deGrasse Tyson to fucking car. The notorious NDT. We're going to fucking Richmond. He's going to go out there and cuss somebody out for being a non-science person. This is going to be awesome. And my boss would have been like, that's great. You're fired, but that's great. <laughs> you no longer have a home here. But please tell me about that story. That'll be a great story. And you tell him, tune in to Pillow Fort Radio and or the Fun Employment Files. But as we're going, then he says, uh, you know, you can control people's thoughts with frequencies on cell phones. And I was like, yeah, I got to get this fucking guy out of my car. This is reaching a healthy level. And then he's like, well, you're the guy with the bus is here, right? I said, it's a bus. I said, there's no guy with a bus. <laughs> there's not going to be a guy. There's not a guy sitting it. there. There's a schedule. Today's the day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's going to be a bus, you know, like a bus route that'll pick you up. And I gave him like $5 in singles. I was like, basically saying, get the fuck out of my car. And, you know, he dapped me up, which was weird. Dapped? He's, yeah, he's not the kind of guy. The fist bumps? Yeah, the, the, old, the old dapping, you know. Huh. And I was like, oh. We used, to, we used to call them respect knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I call them uh, fierce fingers. No. <laughs> um, no, but, um, and then he he put on a pair of sunglasses that looked like he got out of some costume. And he gets out. I'm like, whew. You know, once he got out of my car, I fucking floored it and got out of there. I was like, fuck this guy. You know, <laughs> that's Montgomery's problem now. You know, <laughs> you can keep him. Yeah. I hope, dude. And he, if he comes to the transit, I really hope he didn't come out that back because I told him that's where I worked before. I knew he was oh, crazy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll show up here. Chuck here. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> well, your best friend. I, I gave you a ride. He's going to give you a gift. It's going to be a shit sculpture. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a human head. It's going to be Lionel Richie's head from the Hello video. (laughs) Made made out of his own shit. You're really down with that shit thing. Well, usually I've picked up quite a few drifters in my time, and usually they're they're shit sculptors most of the time. (laughs) No, but that, I mean, that was... 16 out of 28 times. That was an odd story. It it put me in mind of never pick up a hitchhiker or hitchhike, you know. My dad used to hitchhike back in the 50s. Well, it was... There was a different time then. Yeah. Oh, we got a young white man in a Navy uniform. This ought to be great. Where are you going, sailor? <laughs> it was actually the 60s. I think. He'd hitchhike from D.C. all the way back to wherever the fuck his parents lived. Yeah. And it was like no big deal. Yeah. And like he'd take a nap in the giant backseat of these big cars that he'd get into. But yeah. Um, Fucking nowadays, Continental. It's, it's different. Yeah. There's a lot of sketch, sketchy shit going mm-hmm. on. A lot of people addicted to pharmaceuticals and fucking. Yeah. My dad picked up one one time and I was a child, like a legitimate child. I wasn't even six foot tall yet. Yeah. I turned, I was six foot tall by the time I was 11. So. God damn. Really? really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it was like five, five, maybe. I was, I was, I was a giant. Yeah. Um, I'm seven foot nine now. You yeah. Know. I know. You're enormous. <laughs> um, I was a kid and like he picked up a black guy of all people. What? Yeah. It was, a, it was like in Montgomery. We took him to Charleston. And I was, it was me and my brother and my mom. My mom's in the front seat, my dad, me and my brother. My other brother's not there. Maybe it was in the station wagon. So yeah. he was in the very back, the awesome back seat. Oh, I love the awesome back That's seat. That's what I like too. Yeah. And, um, you got to fight over it. It's my turn in the back seat. No, it's not. And, uh, I was sitting beside this guy and he just kept saying, the judge said that I was full of competent. He said, I'm good. 
But I was like, all right, cool. This is all I remember. Yeah. It's, but I also remember after we let him out, my mom screaming at my dad never to pick up a hitchhiker again, especially when you have the children in the car, you fucking lunatic. She said that? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Essentially. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> well, I met your dad and rented a property from him. He's a great guy. So, you know, it's. Yeah, we just realized this a couple weeks a couple ago. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I used to mow the grass there. Yeah. So you mowed my grass. In a roundabout way, I guess I did. That's pretty awesome. It's sort of like the our characters that we play on the wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we're. You know, I should have come down in a as, shiny as, robe. As the voices of Savage Championship Wrestling. <laughs> Big Jim and Charles Vanderhoff. And that was fun Friday night, huh? It was fun. The crowd was good. A lot of people. A lot. It was a really good crowd. Um, one of the. Wrestlers. I think the wrestling was uh, a little bit better though at um, at Montgomery. Like they had Duke Beef Hammer and. Well, no, I think I think Josh this, Samson. This time the matches were a lot better to me, but there were some glaring mistakes that I oh, could not. Oh, dude! I couldn't some help. of them I was like, oh, a couple. Of, I was just like, oh, that looked like it could have been potentially crippling. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to look like that. Yes, but- I know, but as. We are wrestling. People I'm talking watch about. It, you know? I'm talking about the continuity. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't get that tag. Yeah, <laughs> and they went ahead and went with it anyway. I called it out. You'll hear it if you have if you watch it whenever it gets released. <laughs> and the one guy asking the referee to count slower. Yeah, I'm like, my character could not believe that the referee would listen to him. <laughs> okay. Why don't you just ask him to count faster? <laughs> count, yeah, just count faster then, you fucking idiot. That guy too was he was nice, but he was kind of full of himself a little bit. Young. And good looking, you know, and Yeah, I wanted to fuck him. I mean, who didn't? He was good though. He was a twink wrestler. (laughs) He had a nice blown spot when he tried to do a springboard. (laughs) Oh dude, it was terrible. (laughs) He was like, Oh I don't remember how I reacted, but I think I I reacted as though it went as planned. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I hope I reacted as though it went as planned. Remember on uh, It's Always Sunny when they're talking about gay guys being twinks and bears and power bottoms and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Dennis is like, speed has everything to do with it. <laughs> Speed's where it's No, at. bro, power. Power. See, if you're the power they bottom, ref- you're generating all the power. <laughs> they, can, they can receive a trajectory amount of power. <laughs> no, they're generating the power back. It's like a fucking academic discussion. That guy sitting there is like. The lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, like, well, what do well, you think? You're does, gay, right? Does speed have anything to do with it? Speed has everything to do with it. <laughs> Trust me. Speed's the name of the game. <laughs> like we said, I was like. It's that poor fucking lawyer that always gets dragged into their <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. No, it wasn't Brian Unger this time. It was a guy from the. Uh, was it the guy from the office? Yes. Yes. Was he a lawyer or he was like a congressman or something? No, shit, he was right? a businessman, like a. Ran the uh, 50s cafe and they were going to open one. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then to try to keep him to people from getting away because he pulled the table from Patty's off the. Apparently, it's millions of dollars and he was going to give them. And they fucked it up because they wanted a statue or a plaque in the middle of the fucking <laughs> 50s point. And then Charlie wanted him to do a flyby with his helicopter. He said, You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to take this right off the table. He's like, Well, <laughs> we could accept the original offer. No. Well, Except substantially less. No, I'm just going to take it off the table, and I want you to get out of my office. <laughs> and they get out and start yelling at each other. Uh, then Frank recruits his old 50s street gang, the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and they were also a doo-wop group. Yeah. I've wondered. And you remember in Rocky 1? Yeah. There was like a random doo-wop group around a trash barrel that was on fire. 
In Philly. Keeping warm in Philly with New York accent, accents. Yes. And they were all sing, just singing perfect doo-wop. Yeah, I know. I was in like, perfect harmony. Why the fuck are these guys doing this? Why aren't they signed? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's five-part harmony. That's very difficult to do. <laughs> yes. What is going on here? Why are they in the middle? It's midnight. Why isn't anybody complaining about this? And Rocky's like, hey, sound good, guy. <laughs> What's going on? Fucking movie. What happened to doo-wop groups? I don't know. How come the homeless aren't doo-wop groups anymore? I know. I mean, if they want my money, they should give something. Yeah. There was a guy who accosted me in the middle of the wall yesterday. I I have been, it's been a shower of crazies lately. You've been a vagabond magnet. I have. I, I don't know if I look like a nice person. No, or, you don't. I don't. No. I'm large. I'm intimidating. You I've look got like a, a menace. <laughs> No, but this guy came up to me and said, can I can I ask you a question? And I was just like, well, you've already asked me one, asshole. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what? I was going to be kind of like to work. He said, do you have 30 cents I could borrow? I gave him a dollar. I was just like, God, dude, please. That's 70 cents over what he asked. Somebody's well, but, a real I mean, rich it, man. I know, but everybody, but he didn't ask it. See, I don't have a problem giving it to anybody. Like, I'll even offer it. But I don't like being asked in a you owe me kind of way. You know what I mean? Have you ever been asked that? Hey, man. Can I get no? You yeah. can't get fucking shit. Fuck off. So, one you know? time, somebody that I barely knew somehow got my phone number and texted me asking me for like, "Hey man, I need you to help me if uh, you could." And I was like, "Yeah, man, what do you need?" And I barely know him. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Some money." I was like, "I don't have any money." What made you think I had money? <laughs> Lose the number. Do not ever. <laughs> don't ever call me. I don't give anybody money. Yeah. I don't. Uh, back then, I didn't have it to spare. I was. I was still working full time and everything. I don't. I don't want to have money to spare. I'm not that type of person. Mm -hmm. Just because I have a decent car and a house doesn't. That's where it all goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing too is that, you know, I've borrowed money. You know, when I drank, I borrowed money a lot, which is a terrible. Fucking thing. See, if you, you would ask me to borrow money, you know what I would tell you? Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Clean my house and I'll pay you for it. Okay. It's a very Republican thing. It's, it's <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> I, I, that's, I would never have it anyway. <laughs> no, I, and I don't mind, like, but the reason I borrowed money is because whenever I have it, and this is one of the reasons I don't have money, is I'm generous. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. It's fucking money. What, what, do I, what do I care? Why does it matter? You know, what am I going to do with that $4? If it's something like that, four dollars. Yeah, I would. I yeah, it, no, I would never ask. You know, I never asked for anything more than twenty. I'm not going to ask for somebody more yeah, than the, you know. This guy, I was assuming, was going to ask for thousands. What? I was, yeah, I, I, he didn't tell me how much. I just I cut him off. I nipped it in the bud real quick. I was not going to allow him to ask me. I was like, yeah. Jesus, never text me again, sir. <laughs> lose my number. You sound like a girl. No, lose, lose my number. Fucking. Take your phone, put it on the ground, get a sledgehammer and beat it, <laughs> then set it on fire. <laughs> then put it out with acid. Yeah, and then <laughs> eat the ashes. Can you, can you put a fire out with acid? I don't know. I don't That's know weird. if acid is flammable. It is liquid, though. And the only reason a liquid puts a fire is it snuffs the oxygen. It's not because it's... I, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe we should look that one up. Yeah. You could put a fire out with gasoline. Yeah, if you pour too much on it. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the uh, the fumes that'll get you. The fumes. That's like on uh, Justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Francis told me about that scene. I don't know. Fucking show. I've awesome. never even watched that show. You should watch that show from There's beginning so to end. There's so many shows. In one sitting, you should watch it all from beginning to end. And well, you can do that. Fuck my job. Well, Hulu Plus. That's HuluPlus.com <laughs> slash PF. Not really. That'd be great, though, if we had a Hulu. Yeah, it'd be nice if we had a Hulu sponsorship and we got free Hulu. That'd be great. Not, not that it would do me any good, but... <laughs> Uh, what now? Any other crazy homeless stories? No, that's the only one. But uh, politics. There was something that was. We got a town hall coming up. Another one. A town hall with uh, Bernie and. Uh, yeah, it's a Democratic town hall. Um, Bernie and Hillary again. Are, are they going to be together or? I hope. Are they going to do like? Because that's that's never that never works out for Hillary. She she can't debate Bernie. So nobody can debate Bernie. Once you. Here's a here's a hint, people and potential politicians, and just people in general. If you want to argue, have facts and figures that are actually factually accurate to back up what you're saying. Now, don't do what Fox News does and get a credible source, quote unquote, and then plaster it up as fact when before you've even fucking checked anything, because seventy percent of the shit you're saying is false. That's 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 been yeah. Fact checked like the most of every news outlet is false, right? But the worst one is Fox, Fox by far. I mean, I mean, it's mo- it's almost all opinion. Yeah, but since they tout themselves as news, then fair and balanced. Yeah, it's not O'Reilly's the no spin zone. Are you fucking kidding me? That shit is spinning out of control. Yeah, I know it's it's that plane in Superman Returns before he grabs it. <laughs> Brandon Ralph, you know. That is a obscure reference. Yes, it is. Because not a lot of people know that movie. It's a good movie. I like it uh, better than Man of Steel. Well, you like most things better than Man of Steel, and you're yes. wrong about that. But I know. We're so, we, we differ on that so wildly. I don't, I don't understand because our tastes are so similar. I like Man of Steel a lot, and I, and I like it even more because it's going to give us Batman v. Superman. See, I, I'm down with that. I can't wait for that because that's going to be great. Uh, they're starting to fucking. I watched a Kevin Smith thing. He does Fat Man on Batman, and uh, they talked about Deadpool and how it's opening up the can. Like he's like talking to his his uh, partner on the show, Mark Bernardin, black mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. Uh, black dude geek guy. Yeah, and he's like, "Do you think that now that Deadpool is the number one R rated opening of all time, do you think they're going to go back and recut some of uh, Suicide Squad and get an R rating?" It's, I'd say it's a potential. I'd say it's very, very and I, possible. And we were talking about this, how I said that DC, ironically, because for a while they had the characters that were more like grandiose. and Yes, like there wasn't so much grittiness. Like the grittiness that was in Marvel is what set it apart. But now the grittiness from Marvel. Now it's 80-grit sandpaper. <laughs> at best. <laughs> I mean, it's. Now they're all really gritty. Well, no, not the the Marvel characters aren't really gritty. I'm talking about the DC now. It's all yes. grounded in reality. DC all, as grounded as you can get when you have a Superman gods and fucking <laughs> you know you're gonna have a well their main guy is Batman always will be. Well, see that's the thing that's what makes it compelling because he's a regular person fighting this god and the, if there's even a one percent chance that he could turn his back on the people of the world, we have to kill him. So he says something like yeah, that. and and he's and that's you know. This is based on the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. and the backbone of that story is that Batman has a crisis of personality. He's retired. He's 60, and 
you know, body is, once you've been thrown out of enough windows and even if you've got a bulletproof vest, which he's got and take shots to the chest and shit, it's going to fuck you if up. You, if you don't want to read the Dark Knight Returns, if you have access to HBO Go, part one and part two are on there. Oh, are animated, they? And they're great. And your one's on there. Yeah, your one's yeah, awesome. yeah. For anything Frank Miller, Batman. I mean, he's the one who gave us our current incarnation of Batman, this dark, gritty, kind of untrusting, very cynical character that yet, for some reason, is trying to better society. Because, you know, see, isn't that, isn't that an odd... And he's odd, cool being the bad guy. Yeah, isn't that an odd thing, though? That he's he has no faith in humanity, really, but yet he's trying to restore everything that society is supposed to give us. You know, it's a very odd juxtaposition. And... Um, the thing about the Dark Knight Returns is, is that, uh, Superman has become a, a shill. I mean, he's, he was a Kansas farm boy. He was raised with those values. So America is first, you know, no matter what people, you know, no matter what the character is represented as, he is an American kid. That's what he is. And he loved his parents and he's from the, from the, the Midwest. So yes, those values he holds are held very He dear. can skin a buck. He, he can, can run, run a, a trot line, line and a country boy can't survive. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't he can, you know, he can skin a buck with his hand. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be awesome to, to go uh, buck hunting <laughs> as Superman? Superman. He's like, shoot the lasers out of your eye. Okay, let's get him home. Like completely painless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that animal had felt no pain when it died. Superman took care of it. Absolutely. <laughs> let's face it. Let's, let's face it. Doing anything as Superman is going to be awesome. Yeah. Walking down the street. Superman is going to be awesome. You know, if I wanted to, I could just uh, put my foot right through this here concrete with no effort. You know, I could just go into that building and pull it down around your ears and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Kevin Smith did like an, an open call to Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck's going to get a solo Batman movie that he's mm-hmm. going to maybe write. I think it's the killing joke. Going to direct. Yeah. He said, um, Ben Affleck, you owe me nothing. I did give you your start in movies. <laughs> he really did. I made too. you a bit more famous than you might have already been by now. But you owe me nothing. But please, please, if they will allow it, make an R-rated Batman movie for fuck's sake. That would be awesome. Be, well, and it's not the cussing. Great. It's not the cussing that because I don't want to, I don't want to see Batman drop a bunch of f bombs and shit. That's, a couple that, would be great. A couple would you be fucking great. son of a bitch. Like yeah, like when he's really into like. Into an argument with somebody where it's, you know, chips are down and something's happening. Then, yes. But I don't want fucking, I don't want him like Deadpool to sit around dropping fucking No, F-bombs. don't. That's, that no. don't cheapen the character. Yeah, don't do know? it like that. But like, there are, there are moments like in the, the Dark Knight trilogy and shit like that. How's he not screaming fuck at all this? I know. Like whenever the, his, the love of his life gets burned up alive. Like, how's he not screaming fuck? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, I know. That Dark Knight Returns thing though is that, when that fight at the end, when they're throwing down and Batman has pulled out all the stops to try to level the playing field, and that's all he can do. Because any fighter will tell you this, even in the UFC or something like that, no matter how skilled you are as a fighter, if a guy is bigger and stronger than you, you're you're automatically in the hole. So, you know what I mean? And yeah. Well, bigger and stronger sometimes. I mean, you got Hoist Gracie. Yeah. Who... uh Went neutralized into, every went into UFC one. They put him in there. He wasn't even the best fighter in his family. Yeah. He was like third. Yeah. What they, who was Renzo or not Enzo? It was uh um God damn it. I I gotta I gotta look him up because uh Rogan just talked about him the other day. Renzo beat up a guy fucking three times his size. Well, Enzo uh 
he live tweeted people trying to mug him. He's like, there's these dudes following me. And um, and then he would fuck him up? He live tweeted them trying to mug him. And uh, like he beat the shit out of them. He, he, he raccooned their eyes. He uh, like fucking punched them in both of their eyes. And very quickly, their eyes swell, swelled up shut. Yeah. And he laughed about it. He had no fucking problem with it. That's bo- that's both uh, an admirable and strange. Yeah, he's a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he was very excited about this. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the the name of the really badass one that they wanted that they were afraid to put in there because they couldn't control him. Really, I'll know it as soon as I see it. Hickson, Hickson Gracie. He was big. He was strong. Um, anytime they people used to come to Brazil just to like challenge the Gracies before UFC, mm-hmm. like with their fighting style. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Okay, you can fight Hickson," and he walks out this beautiful, fucking Brazilian golden Giant. man. Not really even that big, but he's probably six foot. Yeah, probably two hundred pounds. Yeah, but he they he's but, widely known as the best uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu guy ever. Mm-hmm. And he could also fight, fight, and he was very dirty. They would fight on the beach. See, I, yeah, shit was crazy. But like they, they didn't put um, Hickson in there because they couldn't control him. So they put the smallest one. He's probably one sixty, soaking wet, mm-hmm. and he just waited till he got a chance and drug the guys down to the ground and squeezed their neck until they passed out. Yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, equal skill. Big and strong will usually win. You see, that's the thing, though, is that when you're dealing with, you know, you got to ramp that up when you're dealing with superhuman people. Yeah. You've got a guy, Batman, Bruce Wayne is trained to the peak of human ability. He's in everything. He's, but not only that, he's a dirty fighter. I mean, because that's what he does. His Krav Maga is what Batman practices, you know. And, and it's very dirty. Yeah, it's, a lot of groin, a lot yeah, of throat, a lot of eyes. Yeah, because it's he's not. This is playing for keeps. You know, this is not honorable. This is something to take somebody down quickly and finish him. And he doesn't kill anyone. But Batman has crippled countless people because they'd rather be dead. Yeah, and you know, but the fight with Superman, like Superman, is not. It's not that he's not a great fighter. He is, but his strength is so much that he doesn't have to learn how to fight. Really. He just flicks you, and he can knock you literally across the room. Bang, you're gone. You know, well that fight, especially the way Frank Miller did it, and they tried to do it almost panel for panel on the cartoon, and it was really cool. Was so dirty, like <laughs> when Superman, still being Superman, tries to talk, land and still talk. He's trying to talk it out. You know, even though he's issued a threat to Bruce Wayne, that's the reason they're fighting, is because they were out riding horses as their alter egos. And Clark looks at Bruce and says, you know, you're making a lot of people in Washington upset. And if it comes to it, I'll take you out. And Bruce is not intimidated because <laughs> that's Batman. You can't you can't fucking intimidate him. And he said, well, if it comes to that, maybe the better man win. You know, and he's just not scared of him because he knows already what it's going to be. Clark isn't going to kill him right there or even neutralize him right there. He's going to wait for a fair fight, all that shit. And that's what it's going to be. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> He's a bo- he's a Boy Scout. He's like I said, he's that the big blue the big blue Boy Scout. And and then, dude, when he, I think he opens it up. Batman opens it up by having the Batmobile, which is a tank in this incarnation, kick him around with a couple of shells, 
And one of the best quotes from that whole thing is, uh, that shell would have sunk a, des- uh, a, a destroyer, like a ship. He said, I think he feels it. You know, <laughs> that's how powerful fucking Superman is. So if is. We we're going to put this in pro wrestling terms, Superman would be, um, um like the all American. It, it'd be kind of like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, I'll never not cheats to say your prayers. Yeah. Not terribly skilled, but just a behemoth and you can't hurt him, you know? And then Batman would be like, I guess the closest thing would be, uh, the luchador, the luchador, Ray Mysterio, fast, extremely skilled, but Ray Mysterio has never been known as being a dirty player in a game. Um, you, would you a say, flare, would, would I you say, it's say that Batman's the dirtiest player in the game? <laughs> or were you drawing that parallel for me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It would be flair. It would be flair. Because he, he is, is a limousine gen- riding. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He's Jet a limousine. Flying. Yeah, he does all that shit for show. I don't think. He, I don't know if he actually feels that way. <laughs> I never even thought about that. <laughs> Fucking Bruce Wayne is Ric Flair. <laughs> he's the dirtiest Woo! player in the game. Imagine that's how they Justice be- League. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, Bruce Bruce Wayne is Ric Flair. Yeah, Clark Kent, Hulk, yeah. the Hulkster. Yeah, back whenever he was a good guy. Yeah, and it was. Before we found out he was such a racist. <laughs> Is he really that big of a racist? No, I mean, probably not. No. He just, he just said, said some something things. that were not well considered before he said them. You know, it's. It's so. And funny. that fucking wife of his. That she, fucking wife of his. She needs to keep her mouth shut. No, she did everything she could to try to destroy him after they broke up. Why? Because that guy took you along for the ride and you wanted to fuck 20 year old men. You know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like I gave you everything that you fucking have, including those kids you have. You know, those worthless, terrible kids. I felt bad for them. You know, they they were raised in privilege. They didn't seem to be bad kids. You know, they weren't. They're not like the Kardashians who are just callous and yeah, plastic really, people. I didn't know? really know anything about those kids. I, I mean, I think I watched like maybe five or six of those uh, reality shows. Yeah, and then they just got on my nerves. I know, but they made bad choices. That's for sure. Like Brooke. Tried to become a, a star with no talent. And, you know, the kid was racing and got in and killed his friend or put his friend in the hospital forever. You know, it paralyzed him. That was not smart. That doesn't make them bad. That just makes them young and dumb making stupid decisions. You know, so I don't think they're bad kids at all. And I don't think Hulk Hogan's a bad guy either. I think he's a good guy, actually. And, but again, dude, that level of fame and money and, Recognition's gonna fuck with you Pretty crazy like, Yeah um, Rhonda came out last week And said she thought about Killing herself After she lost to Holly Holm Yeah And everybody's a lot, Not everybody But a lot of people Were like Well well The rich lady's Sad because she got beaten for- I don't know That people understand That that that's her identity Is being unbeaten That it's You know And also the pressure Of being Up here And now you're here And then you know? everybody Including celebrities Are shitting on you Because you lost Who was shitting on her? Uh, I'm just I, curious. I'm, I don't even remember, but like l- l- some woman, a female celebrity, that's what you get for not touching gloves. Blur, blur, blur. And I think Kim Kardashian said some shit about her. What? Yeah. And a lot of people are talking about how are misconstruing her do nothing bitch speech, which was completely off the cuff and not planned at all. But she's right. Yeah, she's but they're, right. they're misconstruing it as saying that she thinks that women who decide to stay home and take care of their kids or do nothing. No, that's not what no, you said at all. That's not what, no, people hear what they want to hear in something. Yeah. And then they apply it to themselves. They internalize everything, you know, mm-hmm. and to do nothing, bitch. 
if you think you are a do nothing bitch, you probably fucking are. And <laughs> it, that statement applies to like the people that are on their only identity is being pretty and their only work is to find a a, million, I gotta fuck a millionaire to fuck that yeah. that they can trap into marrying. Exactly. And like that's Kim, not like that's Kim Kardashian. Well, she does her own work though. She does she does her own work, but if she didn't have the what was left of her, she'd be a do nothing bitch. I mean, Probably. she's hot as shit. Don't get me wrong; those women are hot as fuck. All of them are beautiful women, but they're two dimensional. I mean, come on, it is what it is. It's like Paris Hilton. Even though we talked about that song she had, that wasn't a bad song. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. The stars go blind. Yeah, like I'm sure she. It was very heavily. Yeah, edited and everything to yeah. make her sound better, but yeah. the song itself it wasn't bad. I'm sure she didn't it's write it. Kind of like Greg Brady with Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. <laughs> I never make that connection. Yeah. It's the same character's name. Um, but Rhonda said she contemplated suicide, and I was like, "Yeah, you absolutely have the right to do that in front of seventy thousand people in Australia and a million and a half." pay-per-view buys probably yeah. five people per pay-per-view by watching it right that's a lot of people that saw you get your head kicked off yeah and that's and half of them hate you hate you anyway because you're a woman who's strong and that's still that's still a thing and, uh, and unapologetic about it yeah that's 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 still very much a thing men and women hate have a an, an, women have an well, internalized the men are threatened. hatred the men are threatened yeah by, and the they women, don't like strength and the women have like a an internalized hatred for women that are strong a lot of them do well, and also just jealousy, absolute jealousy. Oh, yeah. You know, just, but, you know, once you learn to deal with that and admire somebody for what and who they are, life is a lot better. I used to be jealous of, like, women bodybuilders and powerlifters, even though. Because they got that sweet pussy. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. That, that swollen clit, clit, clitoris from God. all the testosterone that they pump into their. Vaginals. Well, I'm not, I'm just talking not necessarily them. I'm talking about the girls who do it naturally, and especially the powerlifting girls who do it naturally. And they're strong. I mean, they're really strong. Not that I'm. Are they down to get the friction on? <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas. Yeah, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, and. They work in the CrossFit girls. They're not on steroids. They just no. work really fucking hard. You know, they do, they, they do need to wear gloves, though. This whole thing about being proud of having calluses, it's not good. Or not calluses, but blisters that burst on your hand. That's not cool. That actually sucks and hurts. And yeah, it's going to make it dangerous really, yeah, for you. Yeah, it does really bad. It's going to make it dangerous for you if you keep busting them open. Yeah. And you're going to end up hurting yourself. Yeah. You need to wear You either let them callus over and you'll never, like, I'll never get blisters on the tips of my fingers again because. I've calloused them over from playing guitar and yeah. all that shit, but you need you need to let them callous over, girls. Well, I've got and guys, you know, and it's that's part of the thing. And I'm not these. Are, I don't even think about it really, other than doing a OCD picking them. You know what I mean? It's not a. If I get a blister, I can't not pick it. Right. It might be okay for six hours after I get it. Yeah. But by the end of the day, I'm I'm biting it, yeah. <laughs> doing whatever I can to get it open. I'll slice it with a razor blade. I don't give a I've fuck. I've done that. Taking yeah. a pen and I'll snort, sticking it snort the juice in it. <laughs> you got to wait. You were serious. You got to reingest your own power. There you go. <laughs> like that guy I gave the rod to. <laughs> he probably has a aluminum foil cone underneath his hat. Mm-hmm. 
Because he didn't want frequencies his, brainwashing him. His four layers of aluminum foil. <laughs> God, that was weird. Um, yeah, R- Rhonda's taking time off now. She should definitely find people to coach her on how to how to not get kicked in the face like that. Well, see, that's the thing we talked about that. That when you have a bunch of yes men around you, that's when you start fucking up. You know, because you believe your own shit and you don't fight as hard. You don't. You're not hungry anymore. It's like Rocky two, three, where he's uh, three, yeah. <laughs> where he's you ain't so bad. Where he's got B A Baracus, <laughs> Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang. God, such an <laughs> asshole character. Who's the best? Hey, hey, woman. He was a you want a real man. Mm. Come over to my apartment later. I'll show you a real man. I'd have killed that motherfucker dead. I don't give a shit. Hey, he's just talking about it like that. Anytime, anywhere. Let's do it right here. No sucker. Yeah, fuck that guy. He was a way better character than uh, the, the Russian. But I just like the I like Rocky IV better. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> Rocky IV is the shit. Montage. It's nothing but one big montage. And it gets you, I don't care who you are. If that didn't get you pumped and want to go to the gym, there's something wrong with you. Even for just a second. Man! <laughs> put on my gym clothes And then you You put on your gym clothes And you're like Now I think I'll just get high That's it That's enough I don't really feel like Doing this now Awesome power The uh The very anticipated fight Just fell through this morning Our Irish uh Prince Our sweet Irish prince Conor McGregor <laughs> He just won The 145 pound championship From Jose Aldo In 13 seconds and then, as soon as he wins it, he decides he's going to call out the guy at 155 pounds. God, how what, how big do you think he can get before you go on? How what what do you think will be his maximum good fighting weight? Set 175. Well, the weight classes are 205 and above, 205 or 206 to 265. Yeah, that's heavyweight. That's heavyweight. Okay, what's so below that? Fly 205. That's a uh, light heavyweight. Okay, 185 is middleweight. 170 welter, 155 light. So welter, do you think you think well he could be if a good he, welterweight if, fighter? What was going to happen? And I don't know. He was supposed to fight Rafael. Rafael, I'm sorry. He's the uh, Brazilian. The R is an H. That's why I always call Ronda so Honda Housey. Hottie Honda Housey. But uh, he was supposed to fight Rafael dos Anjos. Yeah. And Rafael dos Anjos broke his foot in training. It's rough training. And if he would have beaten Rafael dos Anjos. I guarantee he would have called out Robbie Lawler, who, who's the 170-pound champ. Yeah. I guarantee it. And they would have said, yes, we will make this fight. This will be amazing. He'll be the only person that has three belts. Yeah. And I I, I think he could possibly beat Robbie. Dos Anjos, I don't know. Fucking Dos Anjos is a fucking animal. He was murking people. He was robbing them. He's, he's making people look like they'd never fought before. Yeah. Including... Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who's one of my favorites, who just the other night, um, he fought a guy. He fought at 170 because it was a quick turnaround for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he fought an, another guy named Cowboy. It was Cowboy versus Cowboy. And um, he was supposed he beat that guy. That guy, a little bit bigger than him. Yeah. He pushed him up against the cage a little bit and started kneeing him in the body. D- Donald gets out of it, takes him down, gets full mount in a matter of seconds, and then wraps his legs around his head and chokes him out. He gets out of that fight scot-free, no injuries, and then this happens. And I know they're going to make Cowboy against Connor in two weeks. 
And I know Cowboy is going to accept it because Cowboy is a lunatic. Yeah. And it worries me. I like both. Yeah. But I think uh, Connor will win. Connor's just, you know, and you know what will happen when Connor loses? Connor will shrug and be like, okay, I'll fight again. I'm still the champion in the 145 division. Fuck you. Well, not only that, even if he lost every time, he's still going to fight. And he's still going to be Connor. It's just the way it's going to be, you know, so. Yeah, he won't be an asshole or anything about it. No. He might talk shit in the press conference. Yeah. That was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He was head vaseline all over him. I couldn't get a hold of him. I'd like to see him talk more shit to uh, Mayweather. <laughs> That'd be awesome. If they were actually going to fight, he would. He would send him notes and then tell him he couldn't read it anyway. <laughs> Ronda Rousey said something like that to him. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I, I think Connor would beat Cowboy, and and Cowboy is one of my favorites because he shit he was on a ten fight win streak, and that was just in a year and a half. He fought ten times in a year and a fucking half. That was that's amazing, and he's about to fight three times in three months. Some, I mean, <laughs> I, I imagine that sports there's guys who just love to love to fight. That, that's him. He loves they love to fight. game day. They don't. But you know. uh, think of it, he's actually better whenever he fights regularly. Because he took like six months off before the he had a championship fight against Dos Anjos, mm-hmm. and Dos Anjos murdered him. Yeah, he likes to fight every two months, every month if he can. Yeah, he like, but he likes to fight every two months, and he took six months off, and he comes out flat and gets murdered. But maybe against Connor will be different. Yeah, but he stands a little bit flat footed for my taste. See, you know that all that stuff. I don't. I don't know anything about it. <sighs> if he if he can get him down, he could he could choke him. Yeah. He's he's a lot slicker than most people are on the ground. Yeah, which is uh, hopefully what he would do. Hopefully he wouldn't run run at him face first like Jose Aldo did. Ran right yeah. at him face first. It's like a dummy. Well, because he got mad. Yeah. He was so mad at him. <laughs> and that's a, he played right into Connor's hands. You know, yeah. it was. Oh, huh, okay. You're just going to run straight at me. I'm just going to put this uh, left fist out there. Just doink you right there on the chin. You're going to go night night. I'm going to come out of this completely unscathed, looking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, enough about fighting. What do you think about fighting? We can talk. Uh, we did talk about Gracie, uh, Great Hoist Gracie earlier. He fought Friday night. Yeah. He fought Ken Hoist Shamrock. Hoist Gracie? Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie fought oh, God, Friday really? night. Yes. That's fucking sad. It was a shit show. I'm sure. It wasn't as bad as one would think. Hoist. Um, Is it like they always fought where Hoist would just grab him and get down and no, Shamrock would Ho- try to punch him? Hoist got him in the, uh, in a clinch and started kneeing him. One of those knees connected with his groin. five, And then another knee connected in the belly. And then he pulled him down and kneed him in the face, which made him react to his groin shot. He, he, only then did Ken Shamrock start reacting to the groin shot. Because he knew And he was. laid there going, oh, while Hoist Grace was on top of him, hitting him with hammer fists. Referee steps in, waves it off. And then Frank, Ken, yeah, Ken Shamrock gets up and starts screaming, he kicked me in the groin. And he's like, you did it on purpose. Like, he automatically reverts to pro wrestling whenever this happens. Yeah. He waited a good five seconds before just, reacting to the, gut, the nut shot. He's sad now. You know, just. he. Need, I think he needs the money. I think he does. How, he he's was, made some bad decisions. They didn't make a lot of money. The The winner of UFC 1 got 50 grand. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he was a professional wrestler as well. Well, what the fuck am I talking about? You're not going to make money working for Vince McMahon. Some do. 
Not him. No. He probably made 80 grand a year. He's a mid-card. He's a mid-card. Yeah. I don't care. They, they, they propped him up for a while on his celebrity, but he was always a mid-card guy. There's been probably 10 guys that have made a lot of money. Hogan. Yeah. Um, Austin The Rock. Austin The Rock. Uh, one of the smartest with his money, even though he was never a giant superstar. He was a big one. Chris Jericho. Yeah, he's still doing it now. He's awesome. And he's still awesome. Jericho's too. smart. He's like He's got a dad bod going on now. Though. Oh, does he? Yeah. Dude, it all ha- it happens to the best of us. You know, it's He's like he's got to be in his mid 40s, so. Yeah. But he's still doing it. He's he, still good. He still- was one of the best bits ever the Jericho-holics thing when he was That shit was fucking funny. And he had that big old dude with no teeth that was a security. <laughs> With that, yeah, that was great shirt. Ralphus, his name was yeah, Ralphus. It was great. And uh, Jericho would back into somebody like on purpose, but accident and somebody touch him. And Ralphus said, "What was what was awesome about him is he was like a bad guy. Yeah, he was a heel, but he would do like baby face type things. Yeah, like, come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> he always did it. And he had that uh, metal group Fozzie, and he still does. Yeah, he's just he's a cool fucking guy. Yeah, man. like I love all the interviews with him. He's funny. He's smart. You know, he's just a good dude. And that's the thing. I was watching the interviews with Bret Hart. He's not real smart. Like, he's... He's got uh, colon cancer. I think he had surgery. He might... I don't know how it went, but... Jesus. Yeah. Poor guy. hmm I mean, going back and watching and understanding the business now, that screw job was only due to the fact that he was adamant that he had to leave the champ. It's like, you can't do that. You can't say yeah. I'm the champ still and then lay the belt in the middle of the ring. That makes any other champ not legitimate. That makes it not good for your for your brand. You know well, that guy's not really the champ. Nobody beat, nobody beat Bret Hart, and all those wrestling geeks will say that, mm-hmm. even though they know it's not real. Kind of, they'll still say, you know, they, you got to suspend disbelief, and they're suspended bad. Like they, <laughs> dude. Wrestling nerds are like their own group. They never touched a weight. They don't try. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? That's Charles Keenan. Direct your hate towards Charles <laughs> Keenan. Am I wrong? I'm remaining neutral. They're a bunch of faggots. And, uh, <laughs> no. But yeah, the uh, I agree. Honestly, there there are the guys that the it's still real to us. Damn it, guys that are yeah they. They think everything's a work too. Like they see, there are people that tried to tell not me, but try to tell Aaron that Anderson Silva breaking his leg off of Chris Weidman's knee was a work somehow. How did they do that? How did they make his leg wrap around? And how did the people in the in the audience go, "Oh my fuck, what the fuck just happened?" And how did they make it? Because it was fucking real. <laughs> if it was a work, it's amazing. Yeah, I've seen one fight recently that I thought. Could have possibly been a work. Yeah. And it was Ken Shamrock versus Kimbo Slice. Who won that one? Kimbo Slice. Knocked him out? Yes. And, and Kimbo does hit like, dude, his punches, he hits yeah, like a ton of bricks. Yeah, in fighting, only one person knows it's, a work, knows it's a work. Usually the winner doesn't know. Okay. Kimbo's not, he's not smart. So yeah, they don't tell the winner. They tell the guy that's going to take the dive or the guy that makes the deal. Didn't he win like a couple of fights though? Who, Kimbo? Or, yeah. Yeah, he's won a few fights. He's, yeah. Um. He probably won against a guy who was dumb enough to try to punch with him. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Ken Shamrock takes Kimbo down, gets his back with ease. Yeah. Mounts, him, mounts his back with ease, 
puts on a rear naked choke with ease, but instead of putting his hand in in the back and making it tight, mm-hmm. he puts it on the front like it's a sleeper hold in wrestling. And then Kimbo, Kimbo slips out. Kimbo shirks out of it. He gets he gets the hooks out, and then they get up, and within a few seconds he and he does legitimately hit and knock out Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. But Ken Shamrock's probably willing to take that. Yeah, for the money. He's like, you can knock me out. I don't care. I've been knocked out before. You know. Well, like I said, Kimbo does not know that this is a work. Yeah. Kimbo's like, how the fuck did I get out of that? This is amazing. I'm amazing at jujitsu, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets. You made him sound like Aaron. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm really amazing at jujitsu, you guys. Yeah, that's 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 the way it goes in a, in a real fight. Whenever it's a work, only one side knows, and usually the uh, the promoter doesn't know. Right. He the the fighter himself who's going to take the dive has fucking made a deal with somebody on the outside. Right. That that fight, like Bruce Willis in the yes in Pulp Fiction, except he actually won the fight, beat the guy to death. Well, he went back on his word, right? Well, that's what, yeah, but to fuck Marcellus Wallace and to make lots of money. Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? <laughs> but yeah, he don't like to be fucked except by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the only fight that I've seen recently that looks like a work. You could go back and watch old Pride fights. There was one where uh, somebody has Mark Coleman. If you remember Mark Coleman, yeah, I do. Big beastly motherfucker. Yeah. He, he, he would still be champion today if they allowed headbutts. Hmm. They used to allow headbutts. Yeah. But, uh, he was like in this, in a heel hook, which if applied properly will explode your knee. Jesus. Everything in it will tear. You will be off the shelf for two years, probably, especially back then. Oh, forever. If in, you're older, you know, in the two, in the early 2000s before they got all the new technology. Yeah. You'd be off the shelf for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this one looked like it might have been both ways. Japan. They love theatrics there. Yeah. He's in a heel hook, which if applied properly will ruin your knee. And he's like doing the whole, ah, ah, ah. And he's like, looks like he's getting ready to tap. He's like, no, looks like he's getting, no. Uh, and then he taps. That one looked pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. That's one that comes off the top of my head. There's been quite a few though, especially in the old pride. Yeah. Because it's Yakuza. They didn't give a fuck. Oh yeah. They told people to take steroids. It's in your, it's in your contract that we're not going to test anything. So go ahead. Like they told a guy, like a, f- a friend of Rogan's, he was fighting over there, and he and he walks around at one seventy, and they wanted him to fight at two hundred. He's like, "But I'm, I'm literally just a hundred and seventy pound guy." Well, well, you take the steroids, get up a little bit in the weight, you'll be a big draw. You'll be a champion someday. He's like, "No, no, <laughs> I'll fight whoever you put in front of me." But Jesus Christ, yeah, you have to take a lot of steroids to do that too. Yeah, like to like uh, thirty pounds of muscle. Bob Sapp. Yeah, three hundred and seventy-five pounds with abs. Jesus Christ! Yeah, tell me he wasn't on something. <laughs> he was on all of it. Yeah, and uh, if you could, if you could kill him and eat him, you would get all of his steroids. <laughs> Is that right? That it's it's in your muscles. It just stays there. Yeah. <laughs> him and uh, recently deceased uh, Randall. Kevin Randleman. Yeah, he was apparently a really good guy. Mean fighter, though. Oh, yeah. Him and Boss. But I remember when fucking Chuck Liddell knocked him out so fast, I almost broke his fucking leg. <laughs> Bang! And he's fucking out. You, I love it. I love it whenever they fold like that. It's brutal that I love it. But yeah. Well, I loved it because Chuck Liddell looked as surprised as anybody. Chuck Liddell was... You know, I know Chuck Liddell is a tough guy. But to come against and, and be faced with a guy that scary looking, you're going to be intimidated. Big... 
dark black man. Yeah. All muscle. Fucking traps up to here around his ears. And he dyes his hair blonde. Yeah, just scary looking. It's scary looking Intense dude. look coming Chuck Liddell, also a scary looking dude, but not nearly to the extent. He's scary looking in that rangy fucking Red ro- ne- ropey kind of way. Rednecky you know I mean? white guy. Yeah, that's going to knock your fucking block off. We've all seen those guys at the bar. Mm-hmm. They don't do shit. Not to say he doesn't. He's an exception. He works out. He does all that stuff. But I'm saying, you've seen those guys in the bar that aren't hugely muscular, but they're muscular. They have those big hands, and you know they can fucking hit. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't do shit. They just they're just that guy that can fight. And Chuck you know? Liddell would hit him with that one hitter quitter. That shit was it was a thing of beauty until his his chin started to go because yeah. he would take four or five to be able to get you. Yeah, he would take four or five shots to be able to get you. Didn't Force Griffin beat him? Mm, I don't remember, but. It's possible. You know the greatest thing that Forrest Griffin never did is uh, shut fucking Tito Ortiz up. I fucking hate that guy. He I lost his did. first fight to Tito. He did, but after that, he was beating his ass. Like it was. Yeah, they fought three times, and Forrest, Forrest won, won the two. Won two and of them. Tito won the first one, and then Forrest was just beating his ass in that last one. Beat his ass, and I was just like, good because there's a guy who had no athletic talent. Who Tito Ortiz? No, he Forrest. worked hard. Oh, Forrest, no. He, he just, his very first fight was against Dan Severn. Yeah. <laughs> and he was talking shit to Dan Severn. Like, Dan Severn would take him down. Dan Severn wasn't a very active fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, he would take you down and he would work to a different position and all that. It wasn't very. It's exciting. not flashy. Yeah. And Dan Severn took him down and <laughs> Forrest would just talk shit like, did you mean to grow a porn mustache? Or was that just, <laughs> just say shit like that to him? I love his books. And he was probably 40, 40 50 pounds heavier than than Forrest. Yeah. So Forrest really couldn't do anything with him. Plus, it was his first fight. Right. He had no idea what he was doing. Right. But I love his books. His books are funny. These books you let me borrow. I fucking loved it. They're funny. He, he said, these are the things. If you're any one of these guys, you can't read this book. You just put it down. He said, if you've ever gone to a tanning bed, you can't read this book. <laughs> if you've ever had a pedicure or a manicure, you can't read this book. <laughs> That's A lot of people get those now, though. See, yeah, but I'm saying. But it's a, jo- it's, it's it's a, a joke. joke. Okay, like it's tongue in cheek because you know he's got that done. He's, he's famous. He's, he's probably not been to a tanning bed, but he's, I'd say he's definitely, definitely had, had the pedicure. Manny Petty, yeah. Because you have to have your shit Nice and no jagged edges or anything to get in to fight. Okay. Like chicks can't even have uh, nails nails or anything. I'd like to work on Gina Carano's fucking. It's weird. Jagged edges. Really really went to a weird spot here. Yeah, right right quick. (laughs) What else you want to talk about? We talked about fighting a lot. I'm sorry. No, it's interesting to me. I, I don't know a lot about it. You know, it's. Well, you did. We did talk about Kimbo. Kimbo fought Dada Five Thousand Friday night too. Who's that? Um, Dada Five Thousand and Kimbo and Dada Five Thousand were friends in the underground backyard fighting scene in Florida. Yeah, and, and Dada ran like a promotion out of his mama's backyard. And there's a documentary about it on Netflix that I recommend everybody watch. What's it called? Dog Fight. The AWG Fight. Uh, yeah. Okay. I need to watch that. And. uh it's made by Billy Corbin, who did the U, Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, sweet. The U Part 2. Even though that didn't Cocaine make me. Cocaine Cowboys 2. That didn't make me like University of Miami anymore. No, it's not supposed to make you like him. It it's, made me despise him more, actually. Yeah, it kind of showed. He he doesn't care about that. He just wanted to show the truth, really. Exactly. So, I mean. That's the documentary. Yeah. Documentarian's job. But he made a documentary about it, and it's fucking amazing. And the best part, 
are the old black ladies in these in these uh at these fights cheering and talking shit <laughs> the interviews afterward like i think i thought I thought Tyrone was going to whoop his ass, but he got his ass whooped. So. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no. And he problem. and Tyrone walks by. You got your ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Shit. He just fought in a backyard, and like it was cool. He uh, he he uh, talked about the police, like they let it happen, but like they didn't fuck with anybody. Mm-hmm. People were out drinking. They usually did it on a Sunday. He said it was the best example of community policing he's ever seen. Yeah. Because they let the people do what they wanted. They they were breaking the law, but everybody was a willing participant. Right. And nobody was actually, well, people were getting hurt. Well, but it's the fighters that were getting but hurt. But it's a will. Like, there's fucking mutual combat laws. Yeah. To where you can fight if if you want. Yeah. And this was just it. And people were getting paid 150 bucks, 200 bucks. Some people weren't getting paid shit. People, it was five bucks to get in. They had I remember bar- I saw Kim Barbecue Lowe. set up everywhere. Oh, that sounds great. I would love it. I wouldn't fight because I get no, absolutely not. I'd get killed. No way but. would I fight. <laughs> and Donna was mostly just the referee. Yeah. And then um, that a falling out or something. Yeah, Kimba's barely even in the documentary. It's mostly just about Donna running the backyard organization. Yeah. Uh, he he just started talking shit, and eventually, and Bellator, who just decided they wanted to make freak show fights, decided to get Kimbo and Dada, and they hype it up like it's going to be this big thing. Yeah. And then they come out and they're getting ready to fight and they, they both throw a couple shots and then Kimbo shoots for a takedown, which is unprecedented. He must actually believe that he's good at jujitsu now. <laughs> and Kimbo passes his guard and gets in full mount with ease. And I'm like, and it's like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And they're both out of gas within a minute. Oh yeah. And the fight goes on until the middle of the third fucking round. Jesus Christ. And there are a couple of big sleepy bears just <laughs> leaning up against each other. You know you know what full mount is, right? Yeah. In the middle of the second round, Kimbo gets him. He, he doesn't knock Dada 5000 down. He doesn't even take him down. He pushes him up against the fence. Dada 5000 falls down. Kimbo gets on top of him in full mount and proceeds just to lay there and hold on to him. And Big John McCarthy is the referee. Oh, Jesus. The, one of the very first referees, the, the best referee. Yeah. And he has to stand them up at a full mount, which is the most advantageous position you could be in when you're on the ground. And since they're just laying there, he's like, all right, get up, stand up. He has to pull Dot, uh, uh, Kimbo up, move him over to one side of the cage. He literally has to help Dada up off the floor. All right, get over there. That's sad. Like he was very close to just waving it off right there, calling it a TKO, call, call, and calling it a what a no contest. No, or? it would have just been a TKO because he was he was too tired to continue, and then Kimbo would have won. And he, <laughs> there was like an interview with uh, McCarthy afterwards. He's like, I, I kept telling him to work, but I don't think they could. <laughs> no, I was in there. Nobody got hit with anything substantial. Do you think that Big John McCarthy could whoop a lot of ass? Big John McCarthy would smoke either one of those motherfuckers. That's what I was thinking. I think I think he would kill Kimbo Slice. He could fight both of them at the same time, and they wouldn't have a chance. He's a big fucking dude, man. He's he's big, and he knows what he's he doing. knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's jujitsu black belt. He's a cop, still a cop. Steve Wilkos is apparently a tough guy. Yeah. Big John McCarthy would murder him. Yeah, Big John McCarthy would be a lot of a lot of the lower level fighters. Like when you get up in the higher rankings, no, but 
I was like, why didn't he? Why didn't Big John McCarthy just mount this motherfucker and start putting elbows <laughs> in his fucking face? I'm gonna give you guys something to see. Wham, wham. <laughs> just finally, and then stand up. Are you entertained? <laughs> God's a bloody fucking mess. <laughs> just, come on, guys. Just get in shape. Just get in shape to where you can at least give it a, a good one round go. And just, see, man, I, nobody, nobody wanted to see a skilled technical fight between those two. I. The reason why it was interesting is because it's a freak every, show and get knocked out. Everybody knows who Kimbo is. Yeah. Everybody knows that Dada Five Thousand was his buddy, and now that now they hate each other. Get in good enough shape to where you can just stand there in the middle of the fucking and slug cage the fuck out. and just fucking chuck and duck, <laughs> and both of you go down at the same time. It's a, who cares? That's what the people wanted. It's a rocky. They movie. didn't get that. <laughs> And they should be embarrassed for putting it on yeah. because there are actually good fighters in that organization that are now like, fuck, I'm in this. I'm in this now. Yeah. I can ben f- Henderson, the former UFC champion, left the UFC and went over to Bellator for greener pastures. And and then this happens. I bet you he was backstage like, what the fuck? He didn't fight on the car, but they introduced him and made a big deal about it. Yeah. And like this, Bellator has also made a fucking deal with uh, TNA Wrestling. Oh, God. Where some of their wrestlers... Some of their uh, fighters are actually going over and being wrestlers too, so it's blurring the lines, which maybe is going to be a good thing, but it also might feed into the thing. Well, fucking MMA's fixed too. Well, dude, but honestly, MMA is probably in the same spot that boxing is, where organized crime people control that shit. You know, so as uh, a lower level MMA is. Yeah, UFC sure. isn't not anymore. No. Well, they they have the strictest drug testing policy now, and people are getting popped left and right. Yeah, people that people like, people like Anderson Silva, have to sit out a year because they took something that they shouldn't have. Did he Anderson, take steroids? To have him tell it, he took a, an herbal Viagra that somebody gave him that had a banned substance in it. That's it. That was his story in front in front of uh, of uh, the athletic commission. Yeah. That's what he was. I think they should allow him to be on HGH. As long as everybody gets to it, yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know what he was on. But he he was suspended for a year. He's fighting this Saturday. Oh, is he fighting Michael Bisping? I'll be here because I'm off. Yeah, it, yeah. It's on at like four o'clock. It's on in the afternoon. It's pretty great. But fucking Anderson, they like if it's fixed, why would why would you suspend your biggest star for a year? You know. Well, Dana White is a he's a smart guy. He's a tactician too. So it's you know. It's all a chess game, so everything's well, that, supposed, so supposed to benefit him. There, know, are, there it does. There are people that that do think it's fixed, and my counter to them is: Why wouldn't you have your biggest stars fighting every month on the pay per view? Yeah, if it's if it's a work, you would have the the big stars. Mm-hmm. Brock would have never left if it was a work. Brock would have never left. Do you think? Do you think he could kill Alistair over him if they fought now? No. You think Alistair would still beat his ass? Yeah, because Brock still has that weak midsection because of all the surgeries and shit. Do you think 100% Brock Lesnar would uh, 100% out? Brock. I've said it before many, many times. A Brock Lesnar that never went into professional wrestling and just started training in fighting would never be beaten by anybody. You think? Nobody D- would be. Dude, him. there's somebody out there for everybody. I bet you Rulon Gardner could out-wrestle him. He could out-wrestle him. Yeah. But when he shoots him for a takedown, he's going to get a knee to his face. You know, fair this enough. is not wrestling. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Brock, Brock Lesnar could out wrestle pretty much anybody, but whenever he tried to shoot him for a takedown against Cain Velasquez, he ate a fucking fist to the jaw. Yeah, 
you, you can't do that in regular wrestling in amateur, amateur Greco Roman, whatever the fuck freestyle. Well, then, uh, and I've said it before. I think Kurt Angle is the toughest sob. If he'd have trained MMA, I don't think he's he, the only one that I think could possibly. He's so fucking. But he, he's, he's also so much smaller than Brock. That's true. They but I'm saying he's so class. tough. I mean, he's so fucking tough. Like he's he won a gold medal with a broken neck. Yeah, twice. I mean, I'm. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> People wouldn't believe it. I had a broken neck and I won. How the fuck did you win with a broken neck? I just did. You know, and he's just like. And he beat a guy who was apparently unbeatable. You know what I mean? And Probably a big Russian guy, which he made did. it even better. He yeah. fucking did. It's it's like the ultimate, like the worst thing I've ever seen. And this is one of the reasons I still to this day despise Vince McMahon. And I really do despise Vince McMahon. Is they were doing a troop thing. Uh, Kurt Angle wanted to leave WWE. He wanted to go to TNA. It's a new. It's a new thing. You know, who doesn't want to improve himself? You know what I mean? Vince McMahon takes everything personally. So he had. He really does. And he took Kurt, he made Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle go out there and talk shit about the American soldiers. Kurt Angle has tears dripping down his face because he didn't want to do it. Look it up. It's fucking sad. It is so. He didn't have to do it though. He didn't have to do it, but he, he knew what a power. Kurt Angle, okay, for one thing, is a great guy. Also, Kurt Angle, you can tell. Is a guy who does what he's told. You know what I mean? Like he knew Vince McMahon. I know this is how it went down without any proof, but I just feel it in my gut. I know they were sitting at a table and he said, Kurt, if you want to leave, you're going to have to do this. And if not, I'm just going to ruin you. Cause that's what kind of, what kind of fuck Vince McMahon is. He'll ruin you if he can. Cause he's a fucking asshole and he ruined his own fucking father. That's what kind of piece of shit he, he really is. did. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> and, um, he, I think you got to be a piece of shit if you want to be a billionaire. I don't believe that. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't probably not. Look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates did fuck people over, but not to the at that extent. He didn't try to ruin people. He just built a better mousetrap. You know what I mean? It's possible to do it to be a savvy businessman and to deal with people who are playing by the same rules and do it honestly and even do it nice. You know what I mean? We have this illusion in this country that you have to be an asshole to be a businessman. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I think that we allow that to happen because people just want to be assholes to each other. We really do. Yeah. It's the most fun. Like the most fun segments on the show are whenever we're just being an asshole to somebody that we don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what they're going through and all that stuff. Now, granted, you paint a target on your back like the the Oregon people. No, no compunction about calling them what they are. Dumb fuck idiots. That's all they fucking are. Booger eaters. Yes. Waffle stompers. That's all they fucking are. Shit sippers. They're awful. And... The run-of-the-mill Donald Trump supporter who likes him because they're, they're, they are secretly, secretly a racist and a xenophobe and all that shit. And they don't want to come out and say it, but they know that you know what kind of person they are, and they smirk about it. Because there's that thing in a social contract where you can't call them on that because they've given you a bullshit reason. You know what I mean? You can call them on it, but then they'll just fall back to, I just know you're full of shit. We know, and you know, and you know that we know. I sound like Ralph fucking Cranston. <laughs> I know that you know, and you know that I know, you know, but it's true. Have you dealt with these people? Oh, yeah. You know? And um, there are, like we were talking about the Bernie, not to get off on a thing here, but just a sidebar on that. There are the guys who trying to decide between Trump and Bernie. Those people are really about the politics. Because they are the ones who are able to see through, see what 
benefit Donald Trump has. Not being a part of the, the establishment, all that stuff, and Bernie's the same way. Now, how you could ever choose Trump over Bernie is beyond me. But maybe because uh, Trump is younger, maybe because, you know, he seems to have a little bit more vitality when it comes to just being forceful and all that stuff. That's true. But that's not necessarily a good thing. See what I'm saying? It's it, There are reasons, though, that you can understand why somebody would go for Trump. But I'm saying, uh, you know, that thing with Kurt Angle is it heart- for, forcing him to go out. Heartbreaking and- to me. Heartbreaking because I know he didn't want to do it. And he's crying as he's knowing it because he he said, I don't have any respect for these troops. They don't have any respect for me. I fought with a broken neck and he's crying. I'm just like, dude, Vince McMahon, why are you such a piece of shit? Why are you such a piece of shit? Your money is made. Why do you have to fucking ruin somebody just because you can? It just seems like a really good way to get heat, though. Like, he should have been very happy to go out there and do that, knowing that the the, the people in the crowd know that he doesn't actually mid- mean it. Well, he's a Midwestern guy. Yeah, I know. And he, know, and he loves the kids. He The kids are part of the reason okay, why he— Okay, yeah, And he kids. knew that the kids were going to listen to that. And he knew that they were going to hate him, and maybe some kid was going to think, yeah, that's right. What do I owe those guys? There are people in the, like that in this country. I got into a big Facebook fight with one of them last Veterans Day because he said, what are those troops ever done for me? And I said, go fuck yourself. And I said, and I put it publicly. I said, you're a fucking idiot and you have no reason to ever fucking say that. I was like, you're not a soldier. You're barely, barely a functioning member of society. <laughs> and, you know, and these people are the best we've got. They are the best Americans. And you're going to talk shit about them. Not only them, just talking about Veterans Day in general because – he was, and I said, well, I, and then that's when I did that big description. I said, well, here's the description. Imagine waiting ashore at a beach in 19, I think uh, it was 42 when Normandy. That's why when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> it's 200 years later, <laughs> 500 years later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I said, in that icy water, you're going to drown maybe. And there's the world's most powerful army waiting on you, waiting on you to kill you. They know you're coming, and, and they have treats. <laughs> yeah, and they've done everything they can do to make it impossible for you to get any fucking support. They had to do it with men because they put those big iron cross things up on the beach so no equipment could get up there. And you know what the scary part about it? There was a token force. If the Germans had come in complete force, there's no way Normandy would have won. There's no way we would have won Normandy. Not no way, but the amount of dead we would have had would have been even more catastrophic. Like it was because Hitler was was convinced due to the due to the weather, I think, and the fact that he was going to fight the Russians that he didn't have to worry about the Allies landing, even though there was intelligence telling him they're coming. You know, he basically said, "Well, I'm not concerned with them. I'm concerned with the Russians." He lost that war for them. You know, in any protracted timeline, Germany still loses, but. They could have forced a peace and forced their terms, and we would still have a Nazi Germany today. So it would be, you know, but I'm saying that, that you know, the lack of respect people have for such people is staggering, especially in this country, who Vietnam was bullshit. Still good American boys and girls went over there and fought and died. Yeah, same with uh, Iraq. Yes. This, this the, fir- the second Iraq. The first one, I don't know. That's why, you know, Lewis Black and Kid Rock got into a huge fight on one of the planes for the USO because Kid Rock is a dumbass. And he said, basically, why are you here? You're, you know, you're anti-government and all that stuff. He said, yeah, I am anti-government, but I'm pro-troop. And he basically told him, you're not smart enough to get that. 
you're one of these fucking idiots. That's what because you can't fuck with Lewis Black. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks of you <laughs> right now. You know, and they reached an understanding after a while. And Lewis Black said we're friendly, but reading between the lines, they still don't like each other. I can tell. You know, and well, some people just aren't going to like each other no matter what, right? And they're diametrically opposed. You know, Kid Rock is a jingoistic dumbass. He just is, and Lewis Black is. An American Jew who believes in the United States, but believes in the United States that the 60s brought. That the United States needs to be like other countries in a lot of ways and try to help their people. Civil rights people, you know. The people like Kid Rock and, and stuff like that don't really believe in civil rights. They believe in, let's go all wave a flag and jerk off and we're all great. You know, it's, no, that's not it, man. You know, so sorry, <laughs> I went off. No, on, it's, it's perfectly fine. I went off on one today, so yeah. I think it's about it, though. Yeah, it's this fun employment files has come to an end, and now the end is near. I come to face the final curtain. What should I go out on? Holy shit, it's two o'clock. It's two o'clock. Yeah, this will be up within the hour. Let's let's find a a nice happy song to go out on. What do you think? Um, how about uh, what I like about you? <laughs> I love that song. It's, it's a fine song. It's a lot of fun. I'm just not going to play it. Dun, 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 dun. That's my Shrona. Yeah, my Shrona. My tomato. <laughs> That's the worst fucking commercial. <laughs> that guy walking around in a circle. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Let's try. I can't find anything real. You know what? I'm going to go with old Sturge. There you go. Good old, a little bit of Sturge. Sturge will simply. Living the dream? That sounds good to me. Love that fucking song. Guys, listen. Do not delay. Go to wildwvramps.com slash PFR, order you some ramp bulbs, and at checkout, enter the offer code PFR to receive 10% off your order. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends this Thursday there will be an all-new Pillow Fort Radio episode for your listening satisfaction. And now, enjoy this tasty groove by Sturgill Simpson. We love you. We want to kiss you all directly on the mouth. Time and time again, Lord, I've been going through the motion. It's a means to an end. It don't seem to be. Walking around, living the dream Anytime I take a notion Till the truth comes bubbling up So bittersweet There's no point in getting out of bed When you ain't living the dream Like making a big old pot of coffee When you ain't got no cream I don't need to change my strings cause the dirt don't hurt where I sing. Oh, I don't have to 
Damn thing. 